to record the transcript. Uh, so I want to do that as well. Enable the auto transcription. So you should start to see the words popping up on the screen as well. Okay. So that's for all our international folks <laughs> um, that'll help them uh, maybe translate this one day. So welcome to Destined to Disrupt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> welcome to Destined to Disrupt. Uh, we have Mesentel Suela. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Um, so Mesentel is on the team. She's actually hey. on the creative team, creative strategy. Um, she's a business analyst hailing all the way from, where are you at right now? I'm in Johannesburg, South Africa. Hey, so we're in <laughs> Joburg. Yeah. And reporting, and I'm located in Los Angeles, California. I will be your host for today, Felicia, Fifi, half Felicia, by Felicia. We got, she's always, I'm always going somewhere. So um, yeah, let's just delve in and get started. Um, cool. this is just an opportunity to introduce you to an audience, um, that perhaps you may not know of you yet. Um, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know you, um, just in a matter of weeks. And I'm so happy that we're working together. Like I've just been bragging like, oh my God, my team is the bomb y'all. <laughs> So this is a part of the creative strategy behind Destined to Disrupt. So I thought it'd be good to, you know, shout our team out and let the people get to know you a little bit better and, you know, uh, share the vision. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. I am so excited. I'm so excited right now. Um, what an honor to be here. What an honor to be a part of your team. Um, it's been such a privilege. It's been so awesome. It's been so fun. And, and it just ignited my, my love for being a creative and strategic thinking. And yeah, it just ticks all the right boxes that I need as a creative. So I'm super stoked to be a part of Destined to Disrupt. Thank you so much, Felicia, for yes. trusting me, you know, with your baby. <laughs> this is your baby, you know, it's beautiful so newborn baby. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is a new baby. And it's incubating right now because we're not mm -hmm. even out yet. This, this will be out, but we're not yeah. out yet. So yeah. um, tell us a little bit more about, like, tell me about your day job. Tell me about, you know, uh, what you do by day. Mm -hmm. We know we're doing destined to disrupt by night. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, cool. So by day, I do business analysis. That's why I go by Masantle, the BA Siwela. Okay. Um, the BA is for business analysts professionally. 
Um, but in the streets, you can call me badass because I think I'm pretty badass. At That's what right. I do. You are. I take <laughs> so it. Okay. That's the badass. Yeah. Uh, so by day, I do bus- um, business analysis for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And then a big passion of mine, a big love of mine is digital marketing. Anything that has to do with digital and social media and strategizing for things that go to like consumers on all these various platforms. Um, That's something that I also do. And to be specific, what I've been focusing on doing like for the past almost a year now is to give digital marketing skills training to small business owners around South Africa. So anything from literally coming up with a strategy on how to, strategize the marketing side of the business to creating the content to planning it to getting it out there to um, using money to market your business literally the whole uh, business journey when it comes to advertising on social media is what I've been doing and on my side what I do as my hustle a passion of mine is to um, give customers which is small businesses creators influencers um information on how they can go about to take their business out there because we've got so many resources out there but knowing which one fits your business and where you are in your business is what people tend to struggle with and that's the gap that I fill when you're feeling in a rut that's where I come in I'm like this is what you got to do do it like this this is how much time you can do it and yeah Suella, the badass BA. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. So I'm also a BA. I, I started. I started my career as a business analyst. I still do a lot of business analysts and the work that I do by day. Um, yeah. But let me tell you, when I felt the energy of this woman, it was okay. like, okay, she is not here to play. She came. <laughs> day one with strategy she came with ideas and it's just so feels so good when you can get activated with a group of people or just one person um in business and I think we both light a fire for one another Mm -hmm. so I am just so thrilled (laughs) and really blessed I feel really blessed to have you um and it's just been so cool. All our sessions are just like, my mind is blown literally every time we meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think last time we chatted, I was in tears crying. So oh, it's also a lot real? of fun. Just so Whoa. much fun. Just laughing so hard and <laughs> doing our Oprah, our Oprah response. I died. That moment, <laughs> I, I also cried in tears. Like basically the meeting was over because, well. Yes. Finished. Yes. So um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got, you know, what your side hustle, right? Like your side hustle, what made you or what's your why behind that? I know you said you love to help businesses. You love digital marketing, digital strategy, but let's just dig a little bit behind that. Um, What is your why? Why do you do this? I do this because I love it. I do it because I have fun doing it. Um, It it never feels like I'm working because Mm -hmm. 
interestingly how it it all started it was a couple of years ago a friend of mine who was working for um he still works there as a graphic designer for this digital marketing agency mm-hmm. and he told me about influencer marketing that he's getting paid to tweet and I was like what I spend so much time on Twitter and I'm not getting paid for that I'm just putting all this money to buy uh, data which is very expensive in South Africa but yes I'm not it is out of it yeah it's like what that means I can get paid for a hobby because I share so much value on these platforms that means there's there's an opportunity and the more I got to explore to learn I was like there's a lot people don't know that I can share to mm-hmm. help so I just like seeing people elevating and getting to the de- the next level which is I think encapsulates the reason why yeah I love it I love it okay elevate elevate we elevate and destined to disrupt I'm so excited and this is just (laughs) one of I'm sure many projects that we'll have um maybe let the people in a little bit on like how you make time for this because a lot of us are working professionals a lot of us you know I work I'm in grad school at Parsons um, I have a business. I have this podcast. So what do you do to, to make time and, and, and how do you balance it all? Sure. Balance time. I must admit it was very difficult in the beginning to juggle everything at the same time. Um, I think I finally got my sweet spot when I started to prioritize and find like to create systems for myself i know i'm efficient when i do this which leads to that so do this and finish that and do systems this and queen that. over here okay she yeah. got me in formation <laughs> <laughs> yeah when everything is in formation it, it just falls into place and it becomes a habit until i'm like whoa i'm actually doing a pretty good job here i need to keep this up so mm-hmm. i think having good systems Mm -hmm. then following through with those systems it it makes it better to Mm -hmm. juggle but there Mm -hmm. are clashes sometimes and I'm just like oh my god how do I deal but it's I always Mm -hmm. have to keep calm and say okay I know why I'm doing this okay this is what I can do to solve this just Mm -hmm. I think also being positive uh, and being intentional with what you want to do so it's like okay cool you can do it. You can do it. You can yes. do it. That's me every day. I think yes. I posted on LinkedIn the other day. I said something like, um, every time I'm having like a rough day or I feel like I'm stumbling um, I'm stumbling on and I've got a, an obstacle, I always ask myself, would Beyonce give up? <laughs> right. What would Beyonce do? I don't think she'd give what up. What would Bay do, right? What like, would what would Bay do? Hmm. She would probably... She practice a lot mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I when I think of her I just think of a lot of discipline um mm-hmm. she's a she's a leader you know she's a leader she has to step into that role and I don't think a lot of us get to see that side of it you know because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are orchestrating um mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you have to think about creative leadership, right? It's like an orchestra, if you will. And everybody has each section, you know, has their their role, right? You got the violins, you got the cellos, you got, um, what is the big one? I don't know. The, the, the bass? 
<laughs> you got the bass. Um, that looks like a violin. I don't know. What is it called? That huge one. You got the, what is it? The, what's the beautiful one? Oh man. I don't know. The harp, <laughs> the harp, the beautiful harp. So you have, you know, all these instruments or all these creatives that come together and you have to almost act as like the conductor um if you will and it's not really about the conductor's not saying a whole lot right like Beyonce obviously she's a she's singing she's singing her her butt off (laughs) but at the same time she's also you know there's cues being made you know there's all types of things that people are looking to her um to lead and I think she does a really good job and probably letting people empowering people in their positions like I'm all about that like I don't need to I'm just a storyteller here you know so like I don't need to tell you how to do your role like I just need to like empower you and um you know create uh a safe space to to kind of nurture the growth and Mm -hmm. and so we all develop and you know we can be in alignment when it's time to perform And once you are at that level of like everybody's performing at an optimal level, I think that's where the magic is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. once you can kind of pull that out of everybody, but it's not forced. It's like, I'm inspired to do it. I love to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to do it because it actually brings me joy and I feel purposeful in doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why, that's why we're here today. Um, This is such a you know, one of the reasons why I, I, I started this podcast was to bring awareness to yeah. creatives like yourself, um, you know, entrepreneurs, um, people in fashion, people that have navigated their way creatively to find their truth and find their gifts and, and, and really work that purpose. So, um that is why we're here we're we're disrupting we're about to disrupt timelines yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been doing such a beautiful job at it and I must commend you um like you're saying everyone has like a, a, a part to play right there's there's an instrument that they're playing and it it just plays so beautifully together and it's something that you mentioned it, like we, we first met you're like I'm not going to micromanage. I trust that you can do the job. You can do the job. And that's exactly what's been happening. It's, it's just so beautiful to be in a team where you know what you need to do. You do it. And everything just blends in so nicely together. It's yes, yes. beautiful. Only if it could work like that in the corporate world. But, you know, <laughs> that's why we have to create these spaces. We have to yeah. create these spaces. So I want to take you back in time a little bit. We're going to roll back okay. a little bit and okay. I want to just dive deeper. Yeah. So um, tell me about a little bit about your childhood. Like, tell me like some, you know, memorable moments. Um, what games did you used to play? Like, take me back to when you were like, I don't know, 12, 13. Like, what were you doing? Who was? Were you still a badass? Were you still a badass then? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe I was. Maybe I've always been. I just wasn't aware at the time. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, as you spoke, as you asked the question, there's there's a scene that came to mind. And oh, it's funny. I'm wearing orange today. Like, the scene that I have in my mind when I was 12, I was wearing this cute check 
orange and white skirts and the white top, similar to the one I'm wearing now. I had very short hair and we were playing um, in the street. So there are different indigenous games that we still play. It's, it's not happening that much now because technology. But at the time, um, we used to play Diketo. What Diketo is, is oh, how do I even describe it? So how you play it, you draw a circle on the street with a, a stone or a chalk if you've got, if, if you're privileged enough to have chalk. Okay. So you draw a circle on the, on the street mm-hmm. and then you gather stones, right? And then you're going to have an opponent and mm-hmm. you throw the stone up you have to pull out a certain number of, of stones and then throw your stone up again and push back everything you took out so that you left with one. Mm. Depends on the level that you add. Okay. Um, we did that the whole day. We played um, umkusha, okay. uh, which is interesting. Umkusha is when... So you take your stockings, right? Let's say your stockings ran. Uh-huh. We loved it when stockings ran. <laughs> <laughs> You get running stockings, you tie mm-hmm. them together, you make a very long rope. Mm-hmm. Two people stand across each other and you're just jumping in and out, different styles, different techniques. So wow. yeah, those are the cool memories that I have, just playing outside, having fun and being active. Yeah. Uh, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice when you think about that? <laughs> you took me back. When's sure. the last? So- <laughs> So when's the last time have you played? Have you played like anytime recently? When's the last time you like had fun game night going on? I know it's been COVID. So like, ah, you know, COVID. we haven't been doing much, but. Let me think of the last time I had fun. <laughs> um, uh, it's been so challenging. It. It's so challenging. Like COVID-19 has been it's really impacted us a lot so it's it's tricky to get out of the house to to have fun or to get out of what you're usually doing to have fun but I've been going out like for meetings and meeting new people mm-hmm. that's fun I have fun yes. doing my job yes. um, going out like meeting with my partner that I have a lot of fun with my partner so that's been fun nice um what else do I do for fun? I've got a coloring book, so I, I have fun de-stressing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Destined to Disrupt has been fun. This hey! podcast has brought so much fun. I don't even think about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> and when that happened, that's going to happen. Okay, okay. It's, it's, like, a, it's like playing a game of chess because mm. you have to think okay once you do this that's going to happen so it's like hmm what are we going to do let's do this let's do that so yes. yeah this this has been so fun so from get-go I've been hyped up about it so I yeah. love it I love that I love that so tell us a little bit more about Joburg you know everybody hasn't been there I haven't been there and yeah. I'm like super sad because I was like, I would go. I just need a friend. And now I have friends, of course. You got I'm me. Like, Maddie, you got to do it back. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, tell us about Joburg. I know like I've always heard about like the street style in Joburg, like the, you know, the clothes and the fashion being off the chain, um, the parties being off the chain. 
Um, I'm sure the food is probably good. The music. Yes. Tell us about it. Tell us about that. Ah, Joburg. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Okay. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, even now, Joburg is full of history. History, Mm -hmm. history, history. There's a whole lot of history. Um, It's rich in history, rich in diversity, different shades of people, different uh, people from different countries, you know, um, people come here looking for opportunities. You know, that's why they call it the city of gold, because gold was mined in Joburg. So everyone wants a piece of that gold. So people Mm -hmm. come here, you know, to look for opportunities. So you can imagine people from different parts of the world coming to Joburg to Mm -hmm. explore themselves, to connect with other people, to look for opportunities to create. It's buzzing. It's buzzing. Wow. Um, um, My senses are like, it's literally buzzing. (laughs) yes um different types of food you'll get nigerian food but you're in south africa you get ethiopian food but you're in south africa right um there's there's a lot of amazing people a lot of amazing opportunities Mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful being in the city of Joburg. it's so refreshing because you can go to other provinces and you won't feel that that buzz you feel like mm. you're on holiday but in Joburg you know like there's always something to do and it just keeps mm. you pushing and motivated and productive so yeah everyone mm. listening come through to Joburg um, yes come we're, through. Gonna be, we're gonna be recording the next I mean this is a goal of mine but we will record yeah. an episode in Joburg okay I'm probably by this that. year that's yeah. my hope I'm trying to make it back by the, before the new year okay I'm trying to the universe yes yes we love it um okay so since you're like in this creative hub right of all these you know people because I know there's like a lot of international you know um it's an international hub people come through Joburg to for holiday maybe they go safari or maybe they stay in Joburg just to kick it but how has Joburg influenced you as a creative? Like, how does how does it influence you? Um, you know, walking down the street yeah. and 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 how you've arrived. That's an interesting question. Um, mainly because I was born and bred in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to KZN in in Durban, that's where my family was brought up. My dad's side of the family, so we'd go there every now and then and you get Mm -hmm. to see the rural areas and Mm -hmm. being in Joburg just constantly reminds me of the privilege that I have we've got electricity here Um, some parts of the country don't have electricity we've got roads Mm -hmm. you know it's it it can be small things that are taken for granted but every time you're in Joburg and you're living in the space it's like Mm -hmm. no actually um if I've got a roof over my head then I'm in a good place Mm -hmm. um yeah, walking down the street, depending on which part of Joburg you're at, um, depending on the levels. This um, side, that side. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's quite interesting. So for me, when I'm traveling from Soweto, which is, um, I'd say, a balance of lower class and middle class. Mm-hmm. So we still get, we have shacks there. We have people living in um, government built houses. We call them RDPs. 
Um, there are people who have managed to build their own houses. So you see the people like the community there is very tight. You know, everyone knows everybody and everyone is growing together. Um, the fashion sense is quite interesting and you get to see it from the older generation and the younger generation. The styles are quite different. Wow. And you get to see how our generation always adapts to what was done previously. You know, mm. sometimes they come up with their own things. It, it's There's this tradition that... that this culture that came up, it's called Izzy Kotani. They literally only wear the most expensive clothes um, for streetwear. Mm. They just started their own culture. So people wow. always innovate. What's it called again? What's a, what do they call Kotan. it? Kotani. Kotan. It's Kotani, mm. which means Kota is a Zulu word for lake. So, lick, <laughs> lick yeah. Lick. So, mm-hmm. which mm. is also quite interesting because they'd have this thing with they pour ultramel on the street because ultramel custard is a luxury um, in in South Africa. It's what something is it? that we use. Ultramel custard. Oh, okay. It's something that we usually have in in December time. So okay. they'd they'd uh, pour you know on the side of the road to to boast about how rich they are and you know mm. show off the culture the streetwear that they have there's there's really a lot going on and as you move up you've got um the city life that's mm. where you get like rich diversity you'd get punks mm-hmm. you get uh, like gothic people you get mm-hmm. streetwear mm-hmm. um high fashion literally mm-hmm. everything you'll find it there and then there's the upper cities where you can imagine people are looking more comfortable. Mm-hmm. They just right. comfortable. Okay. Or it's like super high class. Rich auntie. Rich auntie vibes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So we who would even know? Like, are people checking for high fashion in Joburg? You know, like I think this is something that, you know, we're always looking to like New York or LA or just like traditional places but like mm. Joburg is sounds like dripped out you know um yeah. in terms of the culture now would you say like the fashion is it you know that streetwear is it like they're wearing Gucci and Chanel or is it like do they have their own brands or like their own local brands that have um a statement or you know represent some type of affluence um maybe tell us a little bit more about that yeah well we've got a mixture of everything literally you can find anything here mm-hmm. um someone that came to the top of my mind when you spoke about high fashion is the likes of um rich and Nisi. um mm-hmm. he also got um got some publication when he created um an outfit like a skirt based mm-hmm. on a vin like there's a tradition called um venda um it's a language yeah Mavenda. they Mm. also have their own cultural attire Richard Nisi took that and turned that into a high fashion uh, piece literally you could find someone who could make that for you a shibelani that's what they call it you can find someone who makes a shibelani for you literally next door your auntie could do that for you but he took that and turned it into high fashion so something someone could make for you for 
let's say 200 or 500 rand, it became a statement piece which cost up to um, 80,000 rand, which is a lot of money for something that's traditional. Um, So creativity comes from our cultures. Um, Someone else I'm thinking of is the likes of Rina. She does a lot of um, boho, mixed tradition, African print feel, outfits and interestingly enough um the pieces that she had created right she created her own theme for her wedding which was aired on a popular tv show on on in south africa Mm. everything almost everything that she had created for her own wedding was used as inspiration for a movie that recently launched so it just tells you how impactful these creatives Mm-hmm. Wow. It just goes how impactful these creatives are, these African prints, these traditions, infusing mm. everything together to create high fashion. So, mm. yeah, there's there's a mixture wow. of everything here. Wow. And I just looked up 80,000 Rand and that's about five grand over here. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's high fashion. Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. Wow. That's an incredible story. And then just to hear about the other... Um, the other creative, her what's Rina. her name again? Rena. Her name is Rena. She does um her her clothing line is called Rich Factory. Rich Factory. Okay, Factory. shout out to Rena. Rich Factory. Maybe you have to have her on the show. Definitely. Um, but that's that's so cool. That reminds me of like Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Because mm-hmm. it was that same idea of um you know Tiffany's being influenced by um Audrey Hepburn. And she has a little black dress that's made by um, Givenchy. And, you know, kind of all these things are at play, but it was iconic branding um, at that time. People know, you know, breakfast at, they know breakfast at Tiffany's because of Tiffany's mm. and even down to the, the color that Tiffany blue, you know, you know what that represents. Yeah. Um, and so um, and then the LBD, that was Givenchy, you know? So it's interesting to hear this happening also um, in Africa, particularly South Africa, um, because I think there would be, I would be down to watch the wedding. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to watch the movie. Inspired by it. You know, I would love to do that. Um, so that's really, really cool that to hear that creatives down there are, um, getting the flowers they deserve and, and getting the, um, the ammunition to keep going. That's great. Uh, I, I hope to conversation altogether because unfortunately it didn't turn out that way, but I think that's a story for another day. And maybe that's a conversation you could actually have with her on the podcast to hear her side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that. So just tapping into creativity and business. um, Tell me, do you think creativity like in business is necessary? Uh, Tell me, tell me about that. Do you think it's needed? Do you think it's important? Um, What role does it play in business? I think it is important. Um, I say that because you can separate the two, but at the same time, you can bring the two in together and say they work hand in glove. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about a business, I think I think about processes, I think of systems, I think of goals, and I think of profits. And then when I think about creativity, I think... Okay. Uh, 
natural born inspiration um putting out there what is inside of your mind things that you have conceptualized things you want to see um other people using and self-expression right but at the same time you can see your creativity as a business and at the same time to get the business the processes and the systems to reach the right people it also needs a good balance of that creativity to say how do we get get it there so we can Mm -hmm. mirror the two together that's why i'm saying that's how it goes hand in glove so to answer the question yes i do think it's important um I think it's important to have creativity because when creativity, that's where you get to innovate. You get to serve your people and speak to them in in ways that they understand, in ways that they can receive the messages that you're trying to convey and with the bigger goal to get them to buy, basically. So Mm -hmm. that's why we've got people like copywriters because they're creative. They know how to speak to people to, to get the business product out there. We've got designers who can make um, whatever the product is or the service is to, to, to be alluring on the mm-hmm. eye. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do think it's important. I think they go hand in hand and they just fit beautifully together. Yeah. I love that. That was a beautiful illustration. Thank I just you. saw everything just weaving together. <laughs> um, and just so you guys know, Mazatel is one of two um, of the team, or it's three of us, right? But three, yeah. we have another member of Destiny's Child. No. <laughs> um, the dream team, right? Um, so Mazatel does all the um, strategic planning and processes and strategy for social and then we have maddie who will be joining us on the next episode um who is kind of the creative mind um graphic designer art direction she's really giving us like the visual identity um so yeah they're basically like my baby mamas basically like we all having a baby (laughs) together and the powers that be it's it's gonna be coming to you may 2nd okay hopefully i don't have to edit that (laughs) that we're not editing that editing that we out may 2nd um we can't wait for you guys to tune in um i definitely want to um have miss intel back on to just give us more of her um I would love to have us, we should have another check-in, like once we're done with all the episodes, this will be like kind of our before and after, you know, Um, what's it, it was a Wednesday, I was going to say Transformation Tuesday, it's Wednesday, but I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where we're at um, at the end of this, so it's going to be really, really dope. Um, Let me just see if there's any other questions I'm going to ask. Oh, there is, there are more questions. Um, let me see what, what is the biggest or surprise opportunity that you think the pandemic has brought in the past year? What is the, like, who, yeah, that's a one one. Oh, that's a good one. Um, sure. A lot of, it's been stressful. It's been stressful having to adjust to 
what you know life is mm-hmm. to being forced to always being indoors always being indoors means always being with yourself and looking within and you know introspecting without having any external influences to kind of mold or take your thinking in a different direction mm-hmm. so one thing i'm very grateful for for this pandemic is that opportunity to come back to myself and center and say this is actually who i am this is actually what i want to do some of the things that i have been doing haven't been adding value to my life some of the people that i have been associating myself they haven't really been enabling me to push myself to the next level and they also haven't been receiving that so that means i need to find people that align with who i am and what my goals are and i can also contribute to their lives in that way um so that time to introspect and i i have to say that another thing it's it's allowed me to do is to tap more into the things that i love doing and not only focus on the job that needs to be done from 9 till 5 you know for the fact that i can do this it's because this big thing this pandemic happened which caused a butterfly effect and here i am doing more of what i love instead of only focusing on just work 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 so right been a blessing in this um, life. Uh that was just everything. Um I love that. I love coming back home to self. Um the introspection. I've also been in here. I've been having a lot of conversations with myself. So <laughs> <laughs> we had to get the podcast. <laughs> um but wow, just what a beautiful transformation and you know, just to be a part of your journey is an honor. Um I I love I mean maybe that is the message we leave with the people like getting back to yourself and mm-hmm eliminating a lot of stuff and people that we don't need I'm actually eliminating a lot right now just in my Mm -hmm. home um but just knowing that that's just going to create more space for things that we do want Mm -hmm. um and like you said doing the things that you're really passionate about so I love that uh and I'm so happy you're on the journey thank you I'm so excited (laughs) so tune in May 2nd We'll be uh, coming to you live and this is going to, this is going to be a soft drop. So we're going to see how this goes, but it's, it's out here. We're out here. We are destined to disrupt timelines, industries, conversations. So it's endless. Thank you so much, Mazentail, for joining. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.